0: Hi, welcome to our podcast, Helen and Steph Muddle Three. She's Helen and she's got over 10 years experience supporting young people's mental health and well-being. And she's
1: Steph, a BBC and commercial radio presenter and producer. We met through our jobs and we're passionate about helping everyone to improve their mental health and well-being. Every week we'll cover a different mental health topic, everything from body confidence to breaking negative habits. So
0: let's get into it.
1: This week, because April is Stress Awareness Month, we're talking all about how to address your stress. I feel like I want to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Sing. There's got to be a song to do with stress. Yeah. If not, we're writing it right now. We are. We are. Good topic, this one. Thank you to... Whoever it was that invented stress Awareness Month,
0: yeah, I think there's gonna be so much to talk about and get into, and we can all relate to it so much, particularly mm. in the last year or so. <laughs> yeah, been slightly stressful. <laughs> just a tad, just a just little a tad. Bit. <laughs> oh my goodness, How are you? Um, yeah, good thank you i've got we've got very into line of duty oh yes it is so I feel like what's happened is I feel like I'm in it and that's (laughs) a bit weird isn't it (laughs) I think in my head I get way this was why I mean I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to certain films and tv and stuff but I think I'm just so sensitive that I just get drawn into it and my imagination is so vivid yeah um but I Oh, it's so gripping. We've gone back to the beginning. So we're on series two now, the end of series two.
1: Oh, are you? Okay. So you, have you watched it before or you're like recapping no. all of it? you never watched it before? Never seen it before. Oh, Wowza it is amazing so we've got, we've watched them all apart from the most recent series but we're recording that because we want to just go back and watch the last series again just to recap because so much happens and if you're gripped now it gets better and better and the um I think her name's Vicky McClure I can't remember the character she plays but the oh, couple with the short hair yes yeah yeah Fleming she's I follow her on Instagram and she was like the hype around this series is
0: insane Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. There's already so much going on. We thought there was a lot going on in the storyline in series one. And now with series two, it's even more. Yeah. How gonna get even more? And it's more, even more. So you've got like three, four, five, six times
1: more. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Oh my gosh. I Honestly, I'm so into it. I'm so into it. It's good, isn't it? It's amazing. It's de- I think it's, it's one amazing. to binge watch as well, because otherwise
1: you kind of forget what happens. You need to sort of just watch like a load all in one go.
0: That's the thing. We did watch... Uh, episode five of series two last night and it was way too late and yeah just (laughs) I've learned my lesson today I'm absolutely exhausted
1: (laughs) oh dear how are you yeah I'm good Um, just enjoying the nice weather and got like a couple of social engagements over the weekend which feels nice and a little weird We've got, um yeah, a couple of people sort of coming around for a barbecue and stuff, regardless of the weather. I think it's going to be colder by the weekend, but we don't care. We're just going to wrap up and sit outside and pretend that it's sunny. Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's going to be nice. But it feels kind of strange, doesn't it? Like Phil was sort of mm. getting the garden ready yesterday and we were like, we're going to have people.
0: Gonna see people? Other people? It's so weird, isn't it? Like. Uh, we're doing i'm seeing family at the weekend and it's just so feels so weird not seeing like my brother for six months i don't think we've gone that long for a long time
1: forever yeah it's crazy isn't it i think like although people say it kind of feels like it's gone fast when you actually think about it it's like yeah three four five months six months sometimes without seeing people and some people even more you know more than a year it's crazy
0: oh are you doing burgers
1: Yes, we are doing, uh, we've got a really good farm shop just up the road from us. So we're going, yeah, we're doing burgers and we've got some chicken and I've got some nice marinade and um, we're doing sausages and salmon and probably way too much. We always do way too much food oh, when you yeah. have a barbecue, don't you? I love like you, all the bits. Yeah, all the picky the bits, side. but you'd never have all of that just in a normal meal, but we're just, yeah, whack it all on. <laughs>
0: Oh, amazing. That'll be Mm. lovely.
1: It's going to be nice. Yes. Lovely
0: jubbly. Wonderful. And then it's going to be April, which is, oh my goodness, how did that happen? And April is Stress Awareness Month.
1: It is. It is indeed. So we thought this would be a really nice theme to tie into that really because and like you said a minute ago everybody can relate to it everybody has I imagine everyone on some level has felt stressed in the past year Mm. like I don't know put your hands up if you haven't because what's your secret
0: (laughs) definitely oh my Mm. gosh it's been and I I was talking to um a colleague about this actually and we were saying it's almost like a, a trauma it's it's like having sort of a type of trauma over and over what we've been through in the last year or so. Yeah. And that cuz it's just so out of our control and unexpected and all a bit like mm. what on earth is going on? Never saw this coming. If you'd have told any of us like this is what's going to happen in a year or two, I don't know. I don't know if anyone would believe it.
1: No, I absolutely don't think anyone would believe it and I think mm. even in the like we were we were obviously We had the day of reflection, didn't we, on the twenty third of March? So a year since lockdown, and we were sort of thinking back to that, and even like a few days before that. I think everyone was just in complete denial, despite we could see it happening in other countries. And I remember having a conversation with my husband and saying, "No way, they won't, they won't do that here. Like, you know, we need our freedom," and you just you just wouldn't you couldn't make it up could you really you just, yeah you literally wouldn't believe it but comparing it to a trauma actually is not far off the mark because it is and and almost to the point where you are you everyone's been forced into this situation
0: and it's that thing of when it feels out of your control mm. i think that's where i realize i i go into like ultra try to control other things mode yeah I remember at the beginning I was so anxious about it and doing, you know, overly um, kind of paranoid things to um, try and be safe, like taking my temperature a lot and just feeling mm. really, I, yeah, it was just that fear of, of how out of control it was. Yeah, but that's a
1: perfectly human reaction, isn't it? I think we'll talk probably quite a lot about control, I think, in this episode, but it's your a normal reaction to a threat or a danger is to find some element of control in it and it's just your body and your brain's way of helping you kind of come to terms with it and feel safe with it.
0: Mm. Mm. So when we say stress, what actually is stress then?
1: So I suppose the first thing to acknowledge actually is that regardless, even if you take COVID out of the equation, um, some level of stress is completely... Um, unavoidable, it's inevitable, right? We all feel stressed at times in our life, and whether that's something that's really, you know, like moving house, like something really acute and short term, or whether it's uh, you have a stressful job, it's you know, stress is really an inevitable part of life. So part of part of being having a healthy stress level is learning how to manage that and respond to it. Um, and also with stress, I think you need. A bit of stress to be motivated so there's a um there's kind of a law I think it was Yerkes and Dodson I'm looking at my notes now because I can never remember their name <laughs> but it's called the kind of the optimum level It's like a chart a little graph thing which I can't draw because this is all audio so it won't <laughs> help but there's sort of an optimum level of stress So if you have no stress you also have no motivation but then as your stress level rises a little bit, you get more motivated because you've got that level of stress that motivates you and tells you you have to get something done. But then you can then top over, topple over the edge and have too much stress and then your motivation drops off again. Wow. So you, you need a bit of stress in your life to be motivated.
0: I'd never thought about it like that. I always associate it with an, as an a negative I always think the mm. word stress the way we talk about it is always talked about negatively um and the only thing I was that came to mind is it's sounds like it's like a change of state or change of um not could be situation couldn't it, it just sounds like change is quite a big part yeah of
1: it. yeah change and pressure and expectation I guess Mm. I suppose but it is yeah I think it's it's just something that we all need to sort of learn to manage and I think acute stress so like sort of acute short-term stress say, so like I said something like moving house or something very short term is much more manageable than if you find that you're developing kind of chronic long-term stress because of a job or Um, you know a health issue that can be much more difficult to manage and actually have a real impact on your physical health so you know it's quite common that we know that stress can actually you know raise your blood pressure which then increases your likelihood of kind of heart disease and strokes and all those horrible things that go with it so finding ways to manage your stress and minimize that and make some changes is mega important for your physical and your mental health.
0: Gosh it's so it just makes you realize how crucial this stuff is and how um how actually how wonderful the human body is that it can do that it all all that it does for us but in a way it's almost like probably our own worst enemy at times because it can take on too much and then mm. you know it's finding where that moment is where you go right this is too much yeah almost
1: yeah definitely is that and it's being able to recognize that because when you're in that cycle and in that state it's very very difficult to recognize that firstly that you're that this has been going on for a while and it's not good but secondly knowing how to get out of it and feeling like you've got options which is another important thing we'll probably talk about but yeah that it's very difficult sometimes to recognize that when you're in that
0: when you mentioned about, um, you've already, I think, mentioned a few of them in terms of causes. Don't they say three of, the, they, do they? Don't they always cite three things that are the most stressful things you can go through in life, or is, is that a bit of an old, mm. as you'd say, an old what like, an old wives' tale?
1: Yeah, I think it's, isn't it something like moving house, relationship breakdown, and something like maybe a health.
0: Health or changing job, maybe. Changing job,
1: yeah, something like that. Mm. I mean, there's so many areas, aren't there? There's so many. And I think that's the other the other important factor is that if you've got maybe stress in one of those areas, it can feel really manageable. But once you get stress in two or three or four of those areas, it can become it can feel really, really overwhelming and just you don't know where to start with any of it. Yeah.
0: And is it the case that some people Can have yeah have different. I think you mentioned this just before we started recording. Actually, that different people have different kind of levels of resilience in terms of coping with those different things.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I think there's a couple of things within that. So, firstly, it might be actually just how you naturally are. So everybody deals with stress in a different way. Everyone has a different sort of tolerance level or different resilience depending on what they've been through or where they are. Um, you know all of those things I think and environmental factors play a factor in it but also it can depend on what you've already got going on so you, say you've got two people in an identical stressful situation at work one of those might manage quite well but one of those might not if they've already got something else going on so they maybe they've got a health issue that they're dealing with maybe they're in the middle of a relationship breakup maybe they're moving house so if you imagine you know you're kind of already at a certain level of tolerance and it wouldn't take you quite as much to be tipped over the edge as somebody else
0: that's yeah that's that makes sense actually because as as humans we've got so many different areas of our life and there is so we're like multifaceted aren't we so Mm. it's good to kind of remember that for compassionate kind of thinking in terms of in a work environment for instance if someone is struggling a bit more you don't know what they've got going on at home and i always see those quotes actually i can't can't remember exactly what the quote is but it is it's something to do with everyone's got their own kind of battles and yes. you don't know what what those are and i was going to say also i think in terms of what you've been through before some people might find some things more stressful because of past experience that others mm. will just breeze through it's just you know it yeah. just depends i suppose doesn't it what you've gone yeah through.
1: that's it's really important to acknowledge that, isn't it? It might be something that's really triggering for them because they've been in a similar situation before or something didn't end well or, you know, that actually someone else might deal with that quite well. But for them, it's really triggered them and and it's not good. I think the other important thing to just say about stress is that it's actually not a mental health condition in its own right. So, so you don't necessarily get diagnosed with stress, but what it does do is make you more prone to developing a mental health condition so if you have kind of chronic stress over a period of time or really really acute stress or lots of episodes of acute stress you can be much more likely to end up being diagnosed with a mental health condition because of that if you you know it's
0: natural really I suppose if you think about it isn't
1: it that it will take its toll on your mental health.
0: I know we um, touched on sort of positive you know you're talking about the curve of stress.
1: Mm. What are
0: some of the positive ones or things? Is that like going it sounds weird, but like going for a run? Would that be like physical stress on your body?
1: Yeah, I think physical physical stress to a point, obviously, yeah. it's always good.
0: <laughs> don't overdo it. Don't yeah. overdo it. <laughs> yeah, that
1: could be good. And I just think you need, you know, you need kind of mental stimulation. I think if you don't have mental stimulation you become bored. You become um, kind of you sort of plateau a bit, and mm. you don't, and you sort of lose that excitement and that motivation for life. I guess so. Yeah, I think stress can be seen in a in a positive light, but only if it's short term and if it's manageable.
0: Because it's making me think of exams at school, actually. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. That oh. was, oh, I used to find that so stressful, but yeah. the actual, uh, you know, one, if I got a result that I was ha- really happy with, that was then amazing. So it was, it was worth it. Yeah. That, that stress.
1: And that just goes to show, doesn't it? That actually some level of stress helps your performance. Mm. So if you, you know, every, I think everybody feels stressed when they go into an exam, but actually you still perform well because you've got that optimum level of stress. As yeah. a
0: book I'm reading, um, I would highly recommend actually I've got it over there somewhere called the confidence gap um uh yeah it's an Australian author and I just remembered a bit in it where he talks about he talks about exams and he says he's he's talking a lot about mindfulness and how Mm. your performance is going to be um is not is going to be affected if if the, the things that you're running if you're hooked on your thoughts of anxiety of I, I can't do this I'm not going to do very well mm. if you're actually present in the moment and focused on the task at hand that can really help get through yeah. those stressful situations like that
1: and it's learning those techniques isn't it to do that? Mm. Is should we have a bit of science I love a bit of science yes <laughs> yes so this is a f- uh, first caveat is I am not a scientist <laughs> Second caveat is I'm also not a psychologist, <laughs> oh. um, but I do find it really fascinating learning about how, why our bodies and minds respond in a certain way, because I think it can then help you to understand a bit more about those strategies that you can put in place to help yourself and why they work so why people tell you to do deep breathing to calm down when actually you're a bit skeptical that how how on earth does that work but when you learn actually what's going on inside your body it's really fascinating
0: oh yeah I like this I I like this
1: (laughs) so most people have probably heard of like the fight flight or freeze kind of syndrome right which is kind of associated with stress or anxiety which is built into us it's a physiological thing that you know we've learned over time that it's to protect us from danger it's so we can um leg it from a tiger or a bear or you know something but obviously over time those threats have have changed so now say so you take like stress at work that makes our bodies respond in the same way as it would have done years and years ago when somebody was faced with a tiger or a bear when they were you know back in the caveman days or whenever um but also part of that is our sympathetic nervous system which is like completely fascinating Mm. when you read about it so there's i sent you an article didn't i on blurt which is a really good article to read if you go to the, the blurt website they do really great stuff anyway but um There's one about resetting your sympathetic nervous system. So basically your sympathetic nervous system is what kicks in when you are feeling, when you're faced with a stressful situation. So it heightens all of your senses. It does really physical stuff, like makes your blood rush to your limbs, so your legs, so you can run away. Um, It um, finds any little reserves of energy in your body, so you've got the energy to run Um, which is really great in a scenario where you need that. But what can happen also is that if you're experiencing stress over a long period of time, that that your sympathetic nervous system is kind of on all of the time. Mm. So you're in this kind of heightened state all of the time. And what should happen is after the stress has passed, your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in, which is then what stays your breathing, which calms you down. Um, and has other functions like diverts blood back to your organs and your digestive system. But if you're in that sort of heightened stress state all of the time, that can't happen. So the physical effects on your body are that you feel in this kind of really alert state all of the time, which, as you can imagine, is exhausting and causes things like headaches and blood pressure and stuff. So it's all really tied in. It's amazing.
0: Wow. I Thank you for like bringing that to us because i feel like I've, <laughs> I've learned something which is amazing because i'd heard of the fight or flight bit but yeah mm. i didn't realize there were these different sort of systems kicking in and it does make me think the thing that came to my mind was almost like an adrenaline rush you know that you said about mm. the things going to your limbs because after yeah. like one of those experiences i i just will feel exhausted like really mm. tired you know, like an adrenaline crash.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So if you imagine if you're, yeah, faced with a terrifying situation or something quite stressful, like a, I don't know, like a medical procedure or something like that, you know, when you Mm. get really worked up about it um, and it's something that might only last 20 minutes or half an hour. And then afterwards you just absolutely crash. You feel exhausted. You get the shakes, you know, all of those things. Yeah all of those physical things quite often have a headache but it's your that's your parasympathetic nervous system then kicking in and and calming you down and the other thing that i think it really affects when you're in that kind of heightened state all the time is your decision making so just being able to make sensible choices and understand that you have some options and you can make some decisions becomes really impossible because you're just in this constant Mm. sort of buzzed state.
0: It's like hyper vigilant, isn't it? You're sort of on the, Mm. on the lookout for, for threat, for danger. And, Mm. and yeah, it's, oh my gosh, it's so powerful that kind of feeling. And then it has that physical Mm. manifestation and, oh, it's just, yeah, that's, that's fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's really fascinating. But I think that can help people to understand a bit like, like I said, when you're in the moment, and you don't really realise that you're stressed, Mm -hmm. actually, if you're experiencing some of those symptoms, a lot of the time, then that's a bit of an indication that, you know, maybe you need to take a step back and make some changes.
0: I think really good you brought up about decision making as well because i think in those moments it's it's like the rational part of your brain mm. like as a little holiday is that like, hello mm. i need you but you're nowhere to be seen
1: yeah, that's exactly it. You can't you can't think in a straightforward way because no. your body is doing this thing where it's preparing you literally just to be physically able to run away yeah. or cope in this moment. Yeah, you, you're you, the logical part of your brain just disappears.
0: <laughs> is it also worth um, mentioning sort of behaviours that come out of that? I'm thinking of the kind of traditional thing we think of when we think of someone stressed at work, like quite touchy, mm. quite quite like don't come near me that kind of thing um it's yeah I think I don't know yeah I don't know how that physically is happening for someone but that definitely happens I think doesn't it
1: yeah like something like yeah being sort of irritable is Mm. one of the top kind of things that you go yep tick that person's like kind of really having a stressful time because I think just your tolerance level drops for other things where you're so wrapped up in that you just yeah become unable to kind of Mm. yeah tolerate other other things and things feel a bit trivial and your kind of concentration as well maybe if you're feeling that something a task is taking you much longer than it would do normally Mm. or your concentration is really off yeah they can all be signs definitely
0: this is making me think of the stress jar. <laughs> yes. The stress jar. Do do do
1: do 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 stress jar, stress bucket, whatever you want
0: to call it, it's yeah, don't let it overflow. This is such I remember when we when you first came on the radio with me and talked about this and it just opened my eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, that's such a good way of thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I think I remember that. Maybe it was. I think every April was stress awareness <laughs> month, so maybe it was April yeah. that we did something on stress. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. It could have been. Or we were talking about student stress, maybe in exams. Yeah, but that it's a really good analogy, isn't it? And you can really picture it then. So if you picture a bucket or a jar and it kind of filling up and filling up, so like we said, you might already be half full because you've got. Lots of stuff going on and then there's more stress added to it and added to it. And before you know it, you're kind of reaching the top.
0: So is it about having like a funnel out the bottom? Like we need to, we need to, we need some funneling people. Funneling. We need some
1: funneling. That's exactly what I picture. You know, one of those buckets that's got like a little tap on the bottom. (laughs) I don't know what you use them for. Maybe like when you're in a pub and there's like a dog, a dog water Tank, do you know what I mean? Where they pubs. fill it up and then you like put the little <laughs>
0: Oh your pups. i close my eyes and think about pubs Carry on. Yeah. If that is that helping your stress levels. <laughs> yeah, it's good. This is good.
1: Yeah. So that which leads us nicely on to coping strategies for opening that little tap and filtering out some of that stress. What on earth
0: do we do to be less stressed? Address our stress. I've got a new one. It's called Pubfulness and it's a take on mindfulness, but you basically just close your eyes and imagine you're in a pub. Guys, it works. You know, if someone <laughs>
1: said to you, go to your happy place, yeah. is that where you would go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, right now. Yeah, actually, definitely. Oh, and it's so sunny as well, like a nice pub evening oh. pub garden. With a nice yeah, like burger and chips or something, Mm, yeah, pint,
0: yeah, lush, absolutely lush,
1: yeah. But we'll talk a little bit about um, alcohol in a second. Actually, yeah, (laughs) not that we're saying don't go to the pub, but yeah. But what I mean, coping strategies are a massive thing because, like we said, stress is part of life, Mm. and there will be times, unfortunately, when you are in this heightened state of stress and you need to kind of get yourself out of it so you know top up there really is finding time to relax and have fun
0: yeah and i've i can't remember what i was listening to or reading but i've seen or heard this talked about before and they always use p for pleasurable activities so like making Mm -hmm. sure you've got those because I'm definitely one of those people you know I'm one of those people um with the schedule on the I'm, I'm so scheduly with work and that becomes the most <laughs> important thing and I'm like can't move the schedule um no cannot <laughs> cannot compute having other fun time um so definitely that is so important
1: <laughs> Scheduly. I love that word I think you just made that word up I love it Making I'm so scheduly. <laughs> Loves a schedule. <laughs> Loves the schedule. But if it helps to, you know, you say schedule or schedule, by the way. I think I say schedule. Do
0: you know what? I used to say schedule and someone complained about me on the radio because apparently that's an American <gasps> way of saying it. What? Did yeah. they actually? No, they actually did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. I say I schedule. Know. So you now yeah. you say schedule.
0: Yeah. After that, Cos got told off. By some random. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. God, I bet that was stressful. How did you find that? Surprisingly, it's actually not followed me that much. I just changed what I did. I, I just, just changed. I just changed, what... I just changed who I was. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm i joking. I just changed my
1: entire being because someone complained about me. Oh, how no, funny. But yeah. no, what I was going to say was schedule or schedule, however you say it, in the relaxation time, mm. which isn't you know it isn't really ideal but if that's how you get to build it into your day then that's all good
0: yeah really important and it Mm. it feels sometimes I think we worry it's like self-indulgent or we think oh I don't deserve it or oh it seems a bit silly it's not silly it's it's so important it's so so important
1: it's so important and actually essential because if you don't Mm. you end up you know, burning out, and it will happen if you're if you're noticing those little signs, and it and you don't make those sort of changes, it absolutely will. So definitely scheduling that, and just yeah, like relaxation, definitely, but also just having fun. Like I know mm. that's a bit difficult at the moment with COVID, but just like anything that like releases endorphins, like the kind of feel good hormone, because you can't be stressed and have fun at the same time. And even if it's in the short term, you'll learn those kind of you know ways of of turning off and being able to relax
0: letting your hair down oh Mm. yeah that is a good feeling which has been harder to achieve in the last year or so but Mm. with things starting to ease up a bit or wherever you are in the world listening by the way um just trying to find a way of of doing it somehow whether Mm. it's virtually getting together with friends or putting on some comedy on the telly
1: maybe yeah
0: anything like that is good anything like that yeah I had a friend I was just thinking as well when you see other people respecting that within themselves it's quite inspiring I remember at mm. work seeing a friend who's really good at getting out just to go the, to the gym for a bit like she'd come back to work mm. uh, but just honoring that that time for her for her yeah. body I guess
1: yeah and and committing to it isn't it and it doesn't even have to be very long if it's 10 15 20 minutes if that's what you can fit in and also I think particularly if you're what if your stress is work related taking 10 or 15 minutes away from that situation just completely can reframe the situation
0: yeah definitely and, yeah. and doing
1: something really mindful in that 10 or 15 minutes so whether that's just you know not going and moving away from your computer and then scrolling through your phone and then finding different stresses on social media but like you know sit it doing breathing exercises practicing some mindfulness or a little bit of meditation even like doing some coloring do you know doing something that just really removes you from that and resets your kind of brain is yeah it can work wonders
0: i think i with the stress awareness month we were taking a look at it and um, they were, Oh, they were talking about connectivity, certainty and control. But I was just thinking mm. creativity as well. Like when you immerse yourself in an activity that lets that part of you out, that can be really fulfilling. And yeah, I think must be endorphins with that.
1: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And we, we do so much of that when we're children, don't we? And we forget, I think, yeah. about the importance of being creative and artistic and you know, carefree,
0: we definitely forget that, yeah. Instrument, I've been trying a, the keyboard, but it's about once a month at the moment. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, but that's better
1: than nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Work in progress.
0: Mm. It's fun, it's good. To, good way of switching off. And Yeah, good. It's good.
1: And, yeah, they mention control, don't they, in one of their things, which we spoke about at the start, but just if we, you know, obviously with the pandemic, like we said at the start, we've all kind of been flung into this situation. And that's one of the things with stress is you can't always control it or avoid it, but you can absolutely control how you respond to it and what you do to look after yourself in that. And understanding that you, you do have some choices and it can feel like you really don't have choices at times, but you always do have some choices
0: I guess that, um, you know, you mentioned breathing techniques and just taking, get trying to get that space from the situation in mm-hmm. some way, even if it's just moment momentary or whatever, like that could have a really positive effect.
1: Yeah, just to reframe it, I think just talking it out as well, like getting mm-hmm. someone else's perspective on it. So you can you can kind of sometimes feel quite trapped in those scenarios where you just think well this is just it and I have I have to go through this and this is happening to me and I've got no choice but actually talking it out with someone and getting a new perspective and maybe they'll say have you thought about trying this or Mm. doing this or you know and sometimes it does feel like a bit of an effort or you've got to put a bit of working or there's something challenging that you think oh I just haven't got the energy to do that but there there are always choices and decisions to be made it's just it's just navigating those and finding them
0: and you'll and you'll realize then as well probably shared experience because possibly Mm. like they'll they'll have gone through something similar and I think that connect connecting like that can really Mm. really help yeah it's good it's good it's good it's good
1: and I, I think just remembering to ask for more professional help as well if you feel like this has been going on and it is not going away don't be afraid to you know, contact your doctor, or even you know, speak to your boss if it's work-related, or you know, get some kind of professional support. Maybe have some counseling or some therapy that can really again help you to kind of navigate your way through some difficult stuff. Because life does chuck stuff at you which you may not be prepared for, and you may not quite have the resilience to deal with. It doesn't mean you're not a strong person. It doesn't mean that you know you you deserve just to sit in it and 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 accept it, you know, you can always get a bit of support and help. It's, it's always out there. Don't be afraid to ask for it.
0: Should we do our three things? Yes, let's do our three things. So we are doing this week three things we do to address our stress. I feel like I think it's your turn to start. Or is it my turn? I can't remember. Uh, I think I think it might be my turn. Yes! Yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> Go for it.
1: Um, one of my things definitely is, and I've I found this easier working from home is doing what I, exactly what I just said. So if I'm in a stressful work situation, is stepping away from it just for a few minutes, doing something else, and it actually is amazing. That it, what sort of you can gain a lot of perspective from doing that, as well as realizing that there may be an answer to this terrible scenario. (laughs) But gaining a bit of perspective and realizing that when you're sat in that moment, it's very hard to get that. So just taking some time away, doing something else, making a cup of tea, and yeah, moving away from it for 10, 15, 20 minutes is really powerful.
0: Love it. Oh, I'm doing it again. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Um, My first one sounds a bit sad, but I think I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say have a cry. Because (laughs) I am, yeah, yeah, I think I'm a bit of a, well, I don't know, everyone, I suppose everyone, not everyone, but maybe everyone has a cry sometimes. And yeah, yeah, it just, I think it's one of those emotions that if I feel it building up, in, in a stressful situation sometimes just got to come out and mm. so you know obviously you, you don't if you're around people or, or someone close to you and they can be there for you great but sometimes I've oh got this sounds really sad sometimes even if I'm just like in the talk to- if it's a work thing the god it's not it's not like I'm painting a really bad picture here, but basically just getting it out helps where however that might be it does yeah,
1: yeah, it does. Do you know crying is actually a really good self-care activity? Boom, I'm going to do it more. If you Google like <laughs> self-care activities, crying is definitely on is that list. It? Yeah, oh my gosh! For sure. Wow, because what happens afterwards? You feel better, right? Definitely, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's true, exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Have a good cry. Get the tissues ready. Lovely. <laughs> um, I think my second one would be. Um, And we were just talking about pubs and stuff and I forgot to mention under one of the coping strategies that I think is really important and people kind of don't always get right and I don't actually always get right (laughs) is the whole kind of self-medicating thing. So, you know, obviously it's, you shouldn't be self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, but quite commonly when you're stressed, you turn to the vino or, you know, and there's different ways of looking at that, isn't there? There's like if you're if you're actually going to the pub and socialising and having fun with friends to relieve your stress, that's quite different than if you are kind of sat at home drinking a bottle of wine because you feel like that's your only coping strategy.
0: Mm.
1: So there's put that you know there's it's important to define the difference in there, but also I find with coffee, so the the things that we quite often turn to to feel like they're going to relax us or or make you know the stress better actually or worse so alcohol is a depressant coffee is a stimulant you know neither of those two things really are any good but I I noticed in myself like coffee actually doesn't do me any favors when I'm stressed it actually Mm. hypes me up and makes me more anxious
0: are you do you have like a limit on that in terms of caffeine and stuff then
1: yeah i'm quite well known at work for um only being able to have one coffee in a day <laughs> because otherwise i go a little bit like Lally. yeah he does do <laughs> um, that um yeah and i'm not i'm not really drink well i'm not drinking coffee at all really at the moment because of my pregnancy oh. which i've mentioned before oh, um so i'm i'm really yeah i'm not really drinking it at all so goodness knows <laughs> what will happen to me when i have that first
0: coffee
1: <laughs> probably yeah it'll be interesting but um, yeah, I'm quite well known for only being able to have one. And I do really, I do notice that my stress yeah. and anxiety levels actually rock it up when I have a lot of caffeine. That's
0: like the day after drinking, isn't it as well? You know, you said it about alcohol mm. being a depressant. You can have that high or, you know, but very much the low is like, phew, ouch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Indeed. Yeah. Not, not good times.
0: Um, my second one, I'm going to say talking about it. Um helps me address my stress I yeah I'm in that kind of role in my job doing communicating and it's just the way I've always been and I I have I almost have this like urge that I've got to talk it out because I know that I need to kind of it helps me process stuff really I think when I talk stuff through mm, so yeah definitely
1: that's a positive trait I think that you that you've got that
0: oh thanks
1: Mm. just depends who you doesn't it if it it's to like a random person on the bus where you're like I yeah. just need to talk to you blah blah, blah and then you like blurt out all your worries yeah. maybe not the best scenario
0: that's that is a good point though because I think maybe for another <laughs> podcast but like yeah I I think sometimes <laughs> I'm a bit you got you you got yeah well you don't wanna, you don't want to um what's the word it's it's building up trust trusting relationships isn't it and not just yeah some just going for it yeah, pick move. your person, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: um, I think my last one will be actually just to say no to things sometimes. Mm. Like we talk a lot about boundaries, don't we? But I think just saying no if you're feeling really overwhelmed and even if it's no to a social thing, if you just think, Do you know what, I've just got too much on and I can't, it's all right to say no and turn things down.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really healthy thing isn't it I think definitely Mm. and especially now coming out of lockdown where we're so used to having time just loads of time and then things will get busier again and that could Mm. be a bit overwhelming at times so
1: yeah I feel like that's going to be quite hard to adapt to I Mm. hope people don't sort of dive straight back in and because I think as much as you think, oh my god, it'd be great to see everybody and do and cram and fill my diary up. Actually, I think going from zero to a hundred miles an hour overnight actually is quite a. You need a bit of a period of
0: adjustment, don't you? Definitely, mm. definitely. um My third one. I'm. I'm really tired today. I'm going to say sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that'd oh, be a sleep. There. Salute! How I love you. Yeah. Yeah, One of my hobbies One of Helen's hobbies That's uh, one of the things We had in common When we first
1: <laughs> Yeah Cemented our friendship Didn't it No watching Line of Duty Late at night
0: Mm-mm-mm. No 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 When that alarm goes off At 6am It hurts Ouch bed late.
1: Yeah no Not good fun Yeah not good So
0: sleep <laughs> And it's time Time for Helen's takeaway. So, my takeaway this week
1: is in line with the lovely Stress Awareness Month campaign. So, um, you can find out more actually on the the stress.org.uk website. Um, They are the lovely people behind it. And they're actually doing this um, lovely kind of 30 day challenge. So, it takes 30 days, apparently for something to become a habit and they're doing a 30-day challenge for you to pick one thing each day to improve your physical, your emotional and your mental well-being. So it sounds like quite a lot because technically that's kind of three things but they can be really small things. We've got tons of ideas on the website so it might be that you go to bed half an hour earlier, it might be that you do 10 minutes of mindfulness, you start your day with some meditation, you buy a colouring book, you make sure you speak to a friend, you say no to something, you know, all of those things, you go for a run. Um, There's tons and tons of ideas on there. They've got pages and pages of ideas. So have a look at it. And I think if you can do one of those things every day for 30 days, the likelihood of at least some of those things become in a habit and you generally then being, you know, better prepared to deal with stressful situations is all is all good and all positive.
0: I love that. I'm going to the website now to find it. <laughs> yeah, take download it. the calendar. So good.
1: Yeah, they've got really good resources on there.
0: Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for listening to our episode about stress yes thank you we hope that you
1: will take something from it and as always we'd like to hear from you so you can email us at helen and steph at gmail.com
0: and you can get us on insta helen and steph underscore model through thanks for listening we'll see you in a couple of weeks see you soon